podcast cafe podcast i'm your host kavya i hope you're all doing well and i'm so excited to have you all back here for episode 17 of the podcast i'm really excited to talk about this week's topic and to dive into the world that is this rather interesting show um i have lots of opinions i can't wait to reflect on certain things that i felt about it and kind of talk about the trajectory of this show in general and how it seems to do with the public so there's a lot to get into i'm very excited to talk about all of that um before we get into that just want to let you all know that you should definitely go um, follow the TikTok and the Instagram by the same handle, Popcast Cafe. Um, I am slowly starting to post on the TikTok now. The Instagram, I will be soon. So if you would like to get a head start on that, that is available. Um, but I will give updates once those things are officially running. Um, the TikTok, I would say, is slowly officially running. So you guys can go and check that out. That would be amazing and very, very exciting. I also want to let y'all know that I have a bit of a stuffy nose. If you couldn't already hear it in the way I'm speaking, um, there's a little bit, you know, everyone's getting a little sick now and it's cold outside, it's winter, so that's that. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So obviously, as you all can tell from the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking about season two of Emily in Paris. So Emily in Paris, um, my history with the show is actually, I... (laughs) didn't really wait for this show to become popular or anything. I watched it the day it was released. Um, I want to say it was at the very end of 2019. I could be wrong. Um, All I remember is that I was sitting in my mom's room um, and it was late at night and this was around the time when I would go into my mom's room to watch TV Uh, every night like on my laptop because I wouldn't want to shine the light brighter in my room since my sister and I share a room um, so I didn't want the light to be bright or anything so I would go sit there Um, and I remember that was new on the platform on Netflix and I was just curious I was like I'm just gonna watch it Uh, and I guess obviously as most Netflix shows tend to do it ended up getting pretty popular and I saw it all over my TikTok uh, all over my Twitter Um, It was in my Instagram Explore page. I was seeing articles about it. So the show seemed to not necessarily do pretty well in terms of reviews, but uh, it seemed to gain a lot of traction. It was pretty popular. People were talking about it, um, and that was pretty exciting. I always really like it when I kind of hop onto a show immediately, um, and then I can just kind of be able to be part of the starting conversation and be like, yes, I know exactly what we're all talking about. Um, I think it's a lot of fun that way. So with season one, um, originally going through, I guess I didn't really overthink it to the degree that I saw a lot of other people overthink it. Um, I think I thought the show was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I feel like, yes, ultimately the idea of Paris and France and marketing as a career were all very glamorized um, in this show, which I guess a lot of people I think the main complaint with the show was that it just glamorized this workplace environment as well as the city, um, when in reality that's not what it's like to live in Paris, you know, uh, slide by slide, and it's not what it's like to have a 
you know, top tier marketing career. Um, they also, I guess, used a lot of stereotyping with the people who live in France. Um, there's a lot of common themes of whenever Emily makes a mistake and she goes to talk to um, one of her coworkers about it or anything. I remember one scene in specific when she slept with someone. I don't, I don't want to say if it's Gabrielle or not, but it was someone and she tells Sylvie about it and Sylvie's just basically like, it's Paris, do whatever you want. Everyone d- does whatever they want here, you know? And I feel like those are just kind of the things where people were like, okay, this is not really, you know, matching. It was just a very misplaced idea of what this world is like. Um, and I think that was kind of the main complaint of the show. I personally didn't notice any of that when I was watching through the first time because I wasn't really critically thinking about it at all. I think if I was, I would have definitely picked up on some of these things. I was watching it on a very surface level and I was really just enjoying it for what it was, uh, especially considering that I just really just like to watch TV. I love to watch whatever's new. Um, I use an app called TV Time, for those of you who don't know, and it's just basically to mark TV shows, and I, for whatever reason, love having several shows with the green line, like, just stuff to keep up with. I love watching, I guess, live shows as well as streaming live shows, which are a little bit different than network ones because they just release every year or so, two years, but um, I like having those. I like having stuff to keep up with. It's really fun because, obviously, my personal favorite shows of all time are all super old shows um, that I didn't necessarily get to watch while growing up. Um, obviously I was not watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Dawson's Creek when those shows were coming out, but I, it's always fun to kind of collect all the stuff that is currently going on. So then one day I can be like, yeah, you know, if that show blows up, I watched that while it was airing. And I feel like that's fun for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I really enjoy doing that. So I think my main impression from season one was just that it was a lot of fun. I like genuinely enjoyed like I thought it was silly I definitely was like okay what is going on why do the characters act the way they do but at the same time I was just kind of enjoying it for what it was um they definitely glamorized this whole marketing career like at Savoir and everything um the way that Emily is able to solve problems or how she's able to come up with ideas so quick and on the fly and she would kind of just shout out one idea and everyone would be like wow you know clap their hands and then she would get up and leave and I think her only real conflict uh in terms of the workplace environment was with Sylvie who was very I guess um nervous to accept her into the workplace environment because you know she was like okay you don't speak French you know you're American we think differently whatever 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 that was kind of the main conflict but even to a certain degree she was able to win her over quite fast and uh Sylvie it was a very stereotypical scenario where Sylvie was kind of built to be this kind of character Um, so a lot of that was very predictable in terms of how she would react and everything and also all of Sylvie's actions from that point forward it just made a lot of sense um, you know why those things were happening so I think um, all of that makes a lot of sense I guess but yeah I think uh, that was kind of my main my main thing with um with season one so I enjoyed it for what it was I thought it was fun Uh, I guess I could also say I really liked Emily and Gabrielle I thought they had really good chemistry Uh, I really wanted them to get together obviously they didn't really get together in season one so that was something I was really hoping for in season two you know it obviously the season one ends off with them sleeping together and of course you know that Emily is going to be very regretful because Obviously, that's Camille's ex-boyfriend. And I guess kind of staying on that 
trend, um, Camille was probably my favorite character from season one, as well as season two, probably. I really liked her character. Um, I thought she was so accepting of Emily. She was just a wonderful friend, a great person. I loved her energy, um, and I loved everything about her. I just thought she was such a fun character. I also really liked Mindy, and I know a lot of people don't. They think she's not a very good friend, but I think this whole show is structured in a way where none of those things really matter. So Mindy's a character I do enjoy. I really like seeing her. I like her dynamics with everyone. I really do like Sylvie, especially after season two. I feel like we got to see more of her character, not just in a stereotypical way where she's like the mean boss, but we got to actually see a lot of other sides of her personality come out. Now that she's kind of in a good place with Emily, like she doesn't necessarily love Emily and is kind of like overwhelming, you know, but she obviously is really warmed up to her. They know each other very well at this point. So I really liked seeing that. Um, Alfie, who is a new character this season, I really, really liked him. I thought he was a great addition. Um, I mean, he straight up looks like someone who walked right out of Love Island UK. And if you watch Love Island UK, you will know what I mean. And I don't even know how to explain it. It's not because, oh, he's attractive. He's from Love Island. No, that's not it at all. It's just he literally looks like about 20 people I've seen on Love Island UK before. Like, he looks just like that. He looks like he walked right off that island and into Paris. Like, that's exactly what it looks like, which is so insane to me. I just, I don't even know. I don't know if anyone else saw that as well, but that was something that I caught on to immediately and was just kind of like, okay, that's what I'm seeing here. I don't know if anyone else felt the same way, but that was kind of my thought process with it. So, now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, let's talk about season two, and when I say let's talk about season two, I guess let's talk about some of those main points that I was really interested in. So, for starters, um, let's talk about the Emily, Alfie, Gabrielle love triangle with a bit of Camille. So, obviously, the season starts off, Emily is very guilty, uh, feels very guilty about sleeping with Gabrielle, having feelings for Gabrielle, because obviously this is Camille's ex-boyfriend, and we are very quickly revealed, you know, that Camille still has feelings for him. Gabrielle seems to have very much moved on, and he is pursuing Emily, you know, heavily, but Emily is very, you know, just kind of like, no, putting up this front, like, absolutely not, not interested at all. So, um... That's kind of the dynamic that we're set up with at the very beginning of the season. And Emily feels that the best way for her to, I guess, move on um, and put all of this behind her is to set Camille and Gabrielle back up and get them back together. So that's what she sets out to do. And so Emily and Camille, as they're just kind of doing their own thing, they go to the spa or whatever and they're in like the sauna and they talk to a couple of other girls there who are some of Camille's friends and they basically are talking about, you know, how Gabrielle, since he's a chef, would never let another girl touch one of his pans or something of that nature. And at Emily's birthday party that she plans, um, Camille sees that pan in Emily's um, apartment. And that's when she all of a sudden gets very suspicious and kind of starts to put the pieces together that something has happened. So obviously, very natural reaction. She gets very upset. I think... It's a classic. I mean, it's upsetting whenever you watch these things, and it's fun for the drama. You know, obviously Camille is very, very upset, and all with good reason. She absolutely hates Emily at this point, does not want to talk to her, does not want to be friends with her, does not want to hear her out, 
And she feels that way with Gabrielle for a little bit. However, she forgives him a lot quicker since she has feelings for him and actually is actively still trying to get back together with him. Which, oh, there's kind of a rough gray area here because obviously, you know, it's a lot of those things about, okay, we're just going to get more mad at the girl and the guy, you know what I mean? Like, when the guy should do that. However, I also see it in the case that Emily is not some random girl, you know? Emily is someone that can be considered to be one of her best friends, one of her closest friends, and then that happens. So there is, you know, a level of betrayal there. There's a level of, like, just you feel like that loyalty has been cut. I think one of my favorite scenes of the entire season two was when Camille, or I guess Emily, writes this letter to Camille in French, basically trying to apologize to her um, for everything. And obviously, conjugation is a big thing in French and in any language. Um, But I remember, for me at least, one of the hardest parts of French class in high school was conjugation. I was not good at it for whatever reason. I did really well on the reading elements because I could kind of use a little bit of context clues to piece together what sentences were saying and what stories were about, and similarly with listening tests. However, when it came to speaking, that was when a lot of my issue came in. I was like, oh my gosh, like French was difficult for me, so I totally understand this. Um, So Emily basically butchers the conjugation and butchers the use of certain words because, as we all know from the hilarious google translate trends that we've seen over the past year the direct translation of things don't necessarily match up when you're speaking in another language the words could be rearranged in a way that that's not the order of how those direct translations would go if you were to directly translate the french phrase into an english phrase if that makes sense so basically emily butchers this letter it's all over the place and there's a voiceover basically of the speaking and you can kind of read they put captions at the bottom and you can kind of see what she's actually saying um and it's all completely butchered it's the complete wrong use of verbiage and conjugation and vocabulary and it's all just a mess and it's absolutely hilarious and then Camille just replies with just the most hilarious response and just calls her like illiterate and you know it's it's funny for no reason I just found the scene to be like oh my gosh like what's going on and it's hilarious when it's delivered to Savoir and Sylvie reads it to Emily I just thought that was hilarious um I think I understood a lot of Camille's you know anger towards Emily um I think The only part it started to feel a little bit extreme was kind of when she went above and beyond and was like, okay, now we're going to get revenge. And she tells her parents about it and her parents are part of this scheme, which that was the part that felt a little bit, well, not necessarily her parents, it was more her mom. But I was like, this is a little bit extra. This is a little bit extreme. Um, I found it to be a little bit weird, a little bit jarring almost. However, I guess it just made for good TV, good drama. It was, you know, fun for what it was. Um... And all that was interesting. I think my favorite Emily and Gabrielle scenes from this season were definitely um, the rain one, where they almost kiss in the rain after they go like shopping at the marketplace. I really like that. I love a good rain kiss. Even though it didn't happen, I'm still hopeful that we'll get one um, in a future season. So that's really interesting. I really liked that scene. Um, like a lot of people, 
uh, one of my favorite scenes was the kitchen scene, and I know a lot of people were really disappointed by this, because Emily and Gabrielle only got one kiss this season, which is actually very insane to me, um, but it was the kitchen scene where they're cooking, and she's in the blue, it was one of my favorite outfits of hers from the season as well, it was like this blue lacy top, and this really pretty floral skirt, and she looked really good, and they were just kind of, and she was like, I guess, getting content for social media, so she was filming him cooking and everything, and it was just such a good scene, and their chemistry was so good in it, um, so that was one of my favorites as well. As for Emily and Gabrielle's ending for this season, which is basically Emily finally kind of coming to terms with everything and showing up at Gabrielle's door, and then of course, as she's about to confess her feelings, she hears Camille's voice in the background and finds out that Camille and Gabrielle have moved in together. Obviously, that sets up for a really good season three conflict once again, but it's so upsetting because obviously season one, we waited the entire time to see Emily and Gabrielle have some hope, and then once again in season two, at the very end, we've seen Emily kind of overcome all of that, despite, you know, that pact she made with Camille and everything, and she's kind of coming to terms with everything, and she's ready to confess, and then, of course, Gabrielle has gone back to Camille, even though we know that where his feelings really do lie, so it's very frustrating, however, I do understand the intentions and kind of the bigger picture here. So now let's talk about Alfie, who was a secondary love interest that was introduced for Emily this season. So a lot of people really, really liked Emily and Alfie, and I cannot sit here and say that I hated them, because I didn't. I thought they were a good match for each other. I thought they had really good banter. Obviously, they're both very attractive, have good chemistry. You know, all those components are there. I think, ultimately, I still probably like Emily and Gabrielle better, and that's more just because I feel like they're you know, more of the couple that I've been rooting for. Um, I feel like if I wasn't really on board with Emily and Gabrielle from the beginning, or if I was kind of iffy on them, then I would easily be team Emily and Alfie. But since I genuinely really liked Emily and Gabrielle, um, I could kind of see the vision for that a little bit more. However, Emily and Alfie, it was a fun pairing. Um, obviously, Sylvie kind of tells Emily or whatever that, you know, you need to learn French. So she joins the French class, and obviously she thinks she's progressing a level, but apparently she's really bad in French one, so she has to repeat. And first she ends up being partners with this one girl, but there's a little shoplifting incident, so then she gets repartnered with Alfie, who is a guy from London. Um, I guess he works at a bank, and he's very uninterested in getting to know Emily, as well as very uninterested in the city of Paris and getting to know French or any of these things. Um, so their whole dynamic is very different since they are very different people. They are complete opposites. Um, Emily is a lot more bubbly and Alfie's a lot more, you know, I guess serious. I wouldn't even say serious because he's very, like, adventurous, but I would say, um, he's a little bit more of a pessimist. Yes, optimist, pessimist. Um, Alfie is also all about, you know, a bit of dangerous situations versus Emily is more composed and safe. So they definitely have all of those opposite ends of the spectrum type of personalities going on, but I feel like that allowed for good banter. Um, them getting to know each other was really funny. Uh, the scene on the little cruise ship when she's hosting that one event and he's there, I really, really liked that scene. I thought it was great. Um, so like I said, I don't, definitely don't hate these two together. I just think that ultimately Alfie's going to get hurt in the process because Emily and Gabrielle are obviously the main ship of the show. Um, and I really do like Alfie as a character, so it would not be fun to see him basically just be in the crossfires. I think season three will probably focus a little bit more on Emily and Alfie's relationship just from the fact, like, just because Gabrielle and Camille are back together. And I think obviously it'll ultimately end with Emily and Gabrielle getting together. So I think 
Alfie and Camille are unfortunately just going to be caught in the fires a little bit, um, both just kind of used by the other person to kind of fill that feelings void that they have for someone else. So it is upsetting, um, but at the end of, end of the day, this TV show is very much a love story between Emily and Gabrielle. So now let's talk about Mindy real quick. So Mindy had a nice little arc this season, um, which was nice to see. Her She didn't really have too much of an arc last season. It felt like she was very much a supporting character to Emily, which obviously every character in the show is, but particularly Mindy, I felt like was very much a supporting character to Emily. All we really ever saw of her was we knew she was obviously also American. Um, she babysits these kids. Um, she, I guess, performs at these different clubs and whatnot um she yeah as a performer she uh she was used to be famous her dad's super rich and all and she kind of just got away from all that so that's kind of what we know about Mindy um coming into this season but it was really nice to kind of see her develop her own love story I really liked uh both of them together I thought it was really cute um I think the conflict they had about him getting really upset about uh finding out Mindy was famous and everything was an interesting conflict. Um, you know, I don't really have too many opinions on it, but I think just for the most part, I really enjoyed seeing Mindy get to have her own plot like that. And it was just fun. I really did like seeing that. So now let's quickly discuss Emily at work, which I guess is the central part of the show, is Savoir and everything. So once again, we see Emily mess up every once in a while at work. She tells someone something she's not supposed to do and she fixes it just like that. I think the work scenes are some of my favorite scenes because I love the dynamics that Emily has with Sylvie, uh, Luke, and Julienne. I really like all of those dynamics. I find them all very intriguing to watch. I think the workplace environment is so fun. They have such a cute little office. Um, again, all very unrealistic. Everything about her job at Savoir is not an accurate representation of what it's like to work in marketing. Uh, it's also not that easy, but of course, that's what they're gonna make it out to be. I think one of the most interesting job conflicts she had this season was with Gabrielle's restaurant and uh, how basically um, Antoine wanted to turn it into a nightclub. And obviously, Gabrielle wanted it to just be a nightly restaurant. So there's that going on. And, you know, he ends up, Antoine ends up putting several other people on the guest list for the opening of the restaurant. And suddenly, the place is filled. People are getting drunk, being loud, music's playing. And there's that conflict. Um, and Emily and Camille are kind of internally battling it out a little bit to kind of ease Gabrielle, make him feel better. So Emily ends up smoothing over the situation with the snap of her fingers because somehow she can just go up to him and be like, okay, how about it be a restaurant until 11 and then after that it can be a nightclub. And somehow it all just works out. And then, of course, Camille goes to comfort Gabrielle. So I thought that was one of the most interesting, I guess, work plots of the season. I don't know why I really liked it, but, you know, I kind of just did. <laughs> um you know I I just I found it quite fun um or even when she was doing that one campaign with Camille's family and Camille's dad ends up cutting his thumb off that was so 
unintentionally hilarious when she was kind of digging around like looking for the thumb and they were like look for the thumb look for the thumb I was like oh my gosh even when she ended up going to like um their land uh Camille's family it was just so awkward when she had to see his brother again and her brother again and everything like that it was just oh goodness (laughs) just very very wild um I mean I guess it is what it is I think one of the most interesting things about Emily in Paris as a show is that it leans into the hate a little bit. I think the writers are very aware of what people's interpretation of the show is, how people feel about it, and they kind of lean into that a little bit. They kind of play with it a lot. They make jokes about, I guess, just how the show is perceived. Um, they really lean into it. They, I feel like this season was even more above and beyond with the fashion choices. I think Emily had some very questionable, that's the word I'm going to use, but questionable outfit choices throughout season one. But I think season two did an even more weird job with her outfits. There are two specific ones that come to mind for me. Um, the first one was one of the scenes where she was wearing this multicolored striped shirt. I think the main theme of the shirt was pink, but it was a pink. There were like some buttons going on by the collar. Uh, there was green, blue, purple, and it was kind of like a sweatery material. However, it was kind of a short sleeve um, top, which was, you know, already an interesting cho- choice of top. But if anything, I would wear that with jeans. I think that would be the best um, thing to go with it. However, Emily has these green bottoms that are kind of a squarish pattern and they're green and blue and it looks almost like it's a shiny material and it's just very 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 weird um and then of course to top it all off there's a shiny green belt with some gold accents to top it all off so it's just a very weird combination and I think for me the weirdest fit of the season was probably what a lot of people were thinking. We couldn't really see what was going on under the jacket, but it looked like she was wearing a jumper. The jumper was a floral one. Um, Nothing wrong with the jumper itself. It was cute. It was black. It had a bunch of flowers on it or whatever was going on. And then, of course, in Emily's style, she had to make it weird. She wore a short sleeve little jacket on top, which was yellow, green, orange, and brown. And it was striped on top of a floral pretty jumpsuit, a striped, multicolored, short sleeve jacket, and then a yellow beret and a yellow purse. It was one of the, oh, and she also had like yellow, I guess, gloves going on as well. It was one of the most atrocious outfits I'd ever seen on TV. I think if I saw her in public, the outfit itself would give me a headache. It was not it. I did not like it at all. It was disgusting. (laughs) I wish I could put visuals here because I also did have a couple outfits that I really really liked. The two that come to mind for me, um, one of one being the I don't even know how to describe it. It was a dress. Um, there's kind of very interesting sleeve patterns going on. It's kind of curvy a bit, and there's hearts all over it. It's white. It's got red hearts everywhere. She has her hair kind of pulled up in this ponytail, and she's wearing this white headband. And I thought it looked so good. I thought it framed her really well. She looked really good in it. And I think my favorite outfit of the season is the one that she's wearing in all the promo photos, which was just that um, purplish blue colored frilly outfit, which is short in the front, long in the back. She's wearing that with 
sandals. Um, she's wearing sunglasses and it just looks really, really good. I think that was definitely my favorite outfit from the season. I think it was probably her best. And I think I can confidently say that her worst was the yellow with all that stuff. Oh no. And I totally forgot to mention with the first outfit that I talked about, the stripy top with those green blue shorts or whatever was going on she also had a green jacket that she wore on top of that as well with a green purse I think the jacket and the purse mildly made it better because we were not focusing on the weird mismatch of patterns going on inside um but the second outfit oh my gosh can't even begin to put that into words I really wish I could put visuals to kind of show everyone and give a visual as to what I'm talking about but it is what it is I guess but uh you know, that's that. I wasn't really a fan of any of that. I found it to be really weird. But um, I think, like I said, when I talked about how the show leans into those components that they're made fun of, I think they went really above and beyond with the style, you know? I think they also made Emily even more over the top than she's been before. You know, I think, obviously, she's a little bit more savvy about life in Paris at this point. She's able to navigate her surroundings a bit and she still struggles to understand a little bit um, of different aspects of the city from you know just here and there but it's interesting to kind of see how she adapted to all of that but they made her just a little bit more over the top you know um I think it just is what it is I mean ultimately what I find most interesting is I think the show, if anything, is just an escape. I think it coming out during COVID and all of this stuff is just, it's a very much just an escape. It feels like a trip to France where you're kind of getting away and just watching this very false narrative. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I think it just is able to give you an escape, which I feel like ultimately is supposed to be the point of TV is to just escape. Watching Emily in Paris, I very much feel like I'm in another world. It doesn't feel like I'm watching anything realistic, but ultimately I'm not too impressionable of a person to begin with um, in the sense that I don't, um, you know, necessarily mimic what I watch on TV or anything. Um, So I think ultimately I don't really get these false narratives of anything placed into my mind, but I can see how that, you know, would happen. Another thing I wanted to mention actually real quick before I kind of end this, I totally forgot to when I was talking about outfits, was one of Camille's outfits actually. And it was one of the ones that she wore to, I guess, one of those clubs that she went with to with Emily. And I wanted to bring it up because I feel like if I say it, I think everyone will know what I'm talking about. It's one that looked like, just like what Olivia Rodrigo wore to a recent event. It was with, it was like the black dress with like the black uh, flaps almost covering her chest. I cannot, I don't know the exact fashion verbiage to describe it um but if you know what I'm talking about that was it she wore it with just her hair up and to begin with I'm not a very big fan of this outfit anyways however I think she looked really good um just like Olivia looked really really good in it um I just yeah I think it's a very interesting outfit choice (laughs) like I don't know if I could personally ever wear that but um Yeah, I think before I totally end this off, I also just want to mention that obviously Emily in Paris has been renewed for both a season three and four, which is crazy to me. And I wanted to quickly address kind of the audience perception of this show and why it did get a season three and four, despite being heavily criticized. I feel like 
ultimately this show, there's something about it that Netflix finds very appealing to have in their catalog. I think that a lot of reviewers really enjoy talking about this show in the sense that it's a very conversational topic. Emmeline Paris also appeals to people of different ages. The teen crowd likes to watch it, as well as the adult crowd, which is not something that Netflix can say for all of their originals. For the most part, everything kind of tips into one or the other, versus I feel like Emmeline Paris kind of appeals to a very broad audience. Obviously, it also stars Lily Collins, who is a pretty big star, so having her in just the Netflix catalog, I feel like it's very beneficial. Um, and of course, it's Lily Collins. I mean, like, I feel like she really likes <laughs> being on this show and everything. And I think ultimately, if the show just continues to be talked about all the time, it's going to be renewed regardless, you know? It's a conversation point and it's popular. And I do see this show going on for a little bit. Obviously, it was also nominated for Golden Globes and everything, you know, last year for season one. Um, and I could totally see that happening again. So that's all just stuff that needs to be anticipated. I am personally really excited for season three and four just to see where they go because I do think that I enjoyed season two a lot more than I enjoyed season one. There were points of season one where I was zoning out a bit or I got a little bit bored, but I didn't really feel that way with season two. I kind of was laser focused pretty much the whole way through. I enjoyed the plots more. I enjoyed the uh, character arcs more. I enjoyed how Camille and Mindy, you know, we got to see a little bit more of them uh, in another light that wasn't just necessarily a suck up to Emily. So it was really nice to see all of that. It was nice to see Emily have another love interest come into play to kind of add that drama factor. Um, I liked her work life a little bit more this season and the work conflicts. Um, and it's always, of course, fun just looking at the outfits that Emily is pulling together. So I think that kind of brings us to the end. Um, you know, I guess my final takeaways and my final thoughts is that, yes, I did enjoy this season. I thought it was better than the first. However, I still stand on the fact that I don't love the show. I think it is very flawed and there's a lot of issues with it. And I think it's very unrealistic. However, it does what it's meant to do, which is just to entertain. It's an escape. And that's something that I can appreciate and that I do like. So with all of that being said, we have now reached the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed listening to me talk about the new season of Emily in Paris. I totally forgot to mention this at the beginning, which I usually remember, but I didn't. So I'm just going to say it now. Um, you all should totally hit the follow button and turn on the notification bell to get notified every time I post, which is 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So keep a lookout for that. And that's pretty much it. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. And until next week, bye!